You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the political cesspool is your host, James Edwards. Even after all of these years, ladies and gentlemen, I, uh, well, I still love every show. I love, I look forward to every Saturday night that we can spend together, no matter what the conditions, no matter what the circumstance, a regular show in the middle of the year, a holiday show, a Confederate History Month show, a March Around the World broadcast. I look forward to it all, but I would be disingenuous if I told you that nights like this don't give me a little bit extra pep in my step. When we can all be here together, uh, obviously it just adds a little bit more. I, I, I cannot deny that. Being in the presence here, and now we are all in the same room, uh, Michael Hill, Kevin McDonald, Simon Roche, you've heard from all of them tonight already individually now you will hear from them in tandem and what i'm going to do this hour is play a very minimal part in this hour uh existing just to sort of take us in and out of breaks and maybe just uh throw a uh a topic in for them to dissect but uh, that that's going to be my contribution this hour but it has been an honor to broadcast to you live from this uh league of the south uh event and uh, to present uh, the uh, other speakers that were there today, you've heard from uh, each of them, all three of them now. And uh, what we're going to be doing this final hour is teaming them up with one another. So you're going to hear now from both Kevin McDonald and Michael Hill in conversation. Uh, but before we... You know what? I think, uh, gentlemen, I would like to toss it to you right now just to have you uh, converse with one another. And then we're going to play that clip that I had uh, foreshadowed uh, in the next segment, because we have just a, we have about five or six minutes left. This segment we will have about 10 minutes in the next segment, and that'll give us time to uh, to, to go into that. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I'm laughing about. Maybe on Eddie's show. <laughs> but anyway, Michael Hill and Kevin McDonald together now live. Gentlemen, where do we begin? I toss it entirely over to you, Michael. Well, uh, as I said today, uh, years ago when I read Kevin's, the first book I read of Kevin's, A People That Shall Dwell Alone, I never dreamed that I would even have a chance to, to know Kevin, much less be his compatriot and friend. But, hey, here we are. It's a wonderful blessing. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just great to have all these people together, uh, all these people that bring so much different to the table, so many different angles and approaches to the things that we need to discuss, getting the truth out there. So I feel like we had a good weekend of doing that. And certainly Kevin and, and Simon and yourself, James, really, really played a major role in doing that. We'll have these videos up. I was just talking to our editors uh, a few minutes ago before I came back to get on the show, and she said we would have our stuff edited and ready within a week to ten days. So you'll be seeing these things soon. Can't wait for it. Oh, man, I tell you what, when Kevin McDonald is on, I've just stepped back and let him talk. <laughs> I appreciate that, Mike. You've done a great job with your organization down here. And, and uh, it's, re it's really inspiring, you know, to come down here and, and listen to, to you and other people uh, here because uh, you don't 
go to too many things like that, and it, it's great. And uh, God, we need uh, we need patriots uh, more than ever. And uh, I think things are going our way in a way, but we have such a long way to go. And I'm uh, very very uh, concerned. If I could borrow the mic from you. Just for a moment, I would I would offer this uh, to y'all as, as like the uh, hockey official dropping the puck uh, during a faceoff. Except y'all are both on the same team here. Uh, Joe Biden, according to their numbers, and it's probably much more than this if you count getaways and people that they aren't counting. But eight million uh, illegal aliens have uh, streamed over the border since Biden's inauguration, according to their numbers. That is equivalent to the collective population of nine U.S. states, Maine, Montana, Rhode Island, Delaware, South Dakota, North Dakota, Alaska, Vermont, Wyoming, in three years. I mean, the population of Wyoming alone, which has two senators, is, is about half of metropolitan Shelby County, which is the greater Memphis area, which is by no means one of our biggest cities. Biden in three years has swamped nine states collectively. Uh, take it from there, gentlemen. Well, and the, the thing I think you need to pay attention to about this, James, is the fact that normally when you have a refugee population coming into a country, it's men, women, children, you know, old, young. What we've seen coming across the border largely are military-age brown and black people who are coming in here, and you can't tell me that that is not a coordinated effort on somebody's part to do this and my question is where do the arms come from and when do they take them up against us well i do think that is exactly what is going on and yet if you talk about the great replacement uh they, they call anti-semitic uh, racist and everything else and go absolutely crazy because they know it's true but they have to keep repeating this lie over and over again yeah, I, I think that's true. Uh, I mean, it's it's beyond a shadow of a doubt now that, that the conspiracy, I guess you might call it a white replacement, is an absolutely absolute fact. It's absolutely true. But the thing that, as, as I mentioned, has always really concerned me is the fact that you don't see very many females, you don't see very many children or old men. You just see these men who are military age i mean why yeah, is yeah. this i mean normally when you see people fleeing a war zone you see them taking their men uh, their women and children with them yeah but if they're you know if, if they're coming here to do mischief they're sending their men who are able to do the mischief <laughs> and I, I think that's exactly what's happening right now and sooner or later we're going to see the rotten fruits of this uh uh this whole policy, uh, you know, come to fruition. Well, I, th I think that, I think that the left is preparing for the, you know any the worst case scenario, civil war. Yeah, they purge the military. Yeah. They have uh, you know done what they can with the local police departments. That's one thing they don't like: the fact that they're they're so um, you know diverse and and they're not under one central command. That's what they want. They want everything to be centralized. You could much more easily control things that from one place in Washington, D.C. than, you know, 10,000 police departments around the country. But they have purged the military and uh, they, um, as you say, recruiting all these people to come over and they are fighting against and they anticipate they'll fight against us. They'd be happy to. 
uh, I'm sure the money will be there and everything else. Well, absolutely. And, uh, you know, when you consider the fact that you've got military-age men coming over like this, uh, I mean, that, that's almost inevitable that, that it's going to happen, that there's going to be some kind of uh, event that sparks yeah. uh, uh, something approaching a civil war. And the only thing that makes me uh, optimistic about this is to know here in the South is that we have a lot of people, uh, males mainly, you know, 18 to 70, who know how to use weapons. So, Well, I know you're not, uh, I know nobody in this room is in their 70s, but uh, I tell you what, everybody's fit as a fiddle and uh, ready to, uh, for whatever is to come. The music is playing. We'll be right back. I'm going to toss some red meat out to these two junkyard dogs and let them eat it up when we come back. Michael Hill and Kevin McDonald. The Honorable Cause of Free South is a collection of 12 essays written by Southern Nationalist authors. The book explores topics such as what is the Southern nation, what is Southern nationalism, and how can we achieve a free and independent Dixie. The Honorable Cause answers questions on our own terms. The book invites readers to understand for themselves why a free and independent Dixie is both preferable and possible. The book pulls in some of the biggest producers of pro-South content, including James Edwards, the host and creator of The Political Cesspool, and Wilson Smith, author of Charlottesville Untold, Arkansas congressional candidate and activist Neil Kumar, host and creator of the Dissident Mama podcast, Rebecca Dillingham, author of A Walk in the Park, My Charlottesville Story, Identity Dixie's Patrick Martin, and yours truly, Michael Hill, founder and president of the League of the South, as well as several other authors. The Honorable Cause is available now at Amazon.com. Why does the left lie constantly? Because it gets spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Ladies and gentlemen, Christmas has come early. Uh, I feel like a kid in a candy shop, a 43-year-old kid in a candy shop. Uh, being able to just sit in tonight and broadcast to you live from an event like this and surrounded by the, the kind of talent and the kind of heroes uh, that we have brought to you this evening. Simon Roche, Kevin McDonald, Michael Hill. Uh, maybe you match it. You, 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 do, you don't top it, uh, and that's what we're, we're doing tonight. Now, uh, I want uh, our esteemed uh, guests who are uh, conversing with each other uh, this first half hour of our third and final hour 
uh, to listen to a clip. But before we do, and I'm going to toss Kevin my headset before we do, uh, but uh, Michael, you had the opportunity. You said, you know, uh, sometimes people ask me, James, what media outlets have covered you? And the answer is it'd be quicker for me to tell you the ones that haven't. And, and, and you were around, I mean, the League of the South got it started in 1994, and in that day and age, and, and, and through the next decade plus, uh, it wasn't unusual for people like you and Jared Taylor and uh, Peter Brimelow and others to get this sort of mainstream publicity. You actually had the opportunity to go on Glenn Beck's show. Uh, yeah, I was on there, uh, I think twice, on his TV show. And, uh, you know, I is mean, he a I, guy we can win with? No, absolutely <laughs> not. I, I, I realize that, well, I'll, I'll use this word in, in place of the word I was going to use. He's a wimp. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he just doesn't have any testosterone. The word Michael wanted to use rhymed with wussy. <laughs> yes, exactly. He has no testosterone. And I, I understood. So what was the engagement like uh, when he interviewed you? Was it hostile? He's hostile to you, right? Yeah, it, 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 was, it was hostile. It was almost like he was afraid. If you were a black radical, if you were a BLM, he would have treated you with a lot more courtesy and uh, understanding. Yeah, I, I think so. It was almost like he was afraid, you know. Well, I think well, you're an intimidating guy. No, I mean, he probably was, but I think he probably knew he needed to treat you with uh, contempt in order to continue to maintain his position. Although, you know, even being invited on these shows to be treated in that manner has dried up. They don't even, they still talk about us. They just don't talk to us. It wasn't that long ago that uh, Saturday Night Live did its cold open uh, based on Michael Hill. <laughs> it was just a couple of years ago. Did you know that, Kevin? A yeah. cold open on Saturday Night Live. It was the League of the South meeting. They were all wearing that exact that shirt, shirt that, that, that Michael is wearing now. That's right. Yeah, I mean, we just took that as a great badge of honor that they wanted to. That's to make not fun 10, of us. 15, 20 years you ago. Know? That's with the last couple of years. Yeah, that was. Uh, one of their actors portraying Michael Hill on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that was, it was post Charlottesville, so it was, yeah. you know, within the last five or six years. Uh, but yeah, I mean, once they start doing that uh, to you, that shows that they, A, know who you are, and B, probably are afraid of you. All right. You know? Uh, so uh, that being said, uh, Glenn Beck, uh, and I use him as an example of what not to be. If you consider yourself as a conservative, this is the example of what you are not supposed to be. I'm going to toss the headset back to Kevin McDonald now. And um, if you could, uh, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Producer, let's, pl let's play that Glenn Beck uh, clip in three seconds. Let's give Kevin enough time to get his headset on. And uh, in three, two, one, we'll listen to it and let them respond. Let's play it now. I don't know why I was born, but there is something about the state of Israel that connects deeply to me. To have the privilege to stand with the Jew is a tremendous honor, spiritually. So I want to read a letter that I wrote that I am sending to the state of Israel. To Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and the honorable officials at the state of Israel. In this moment, I have chosen to ask you for citizenship in the state of Israel. Oh my God. I have nothing to offer but my voice of support. And some might say that my support might be more valuable as an independent voice. 
Perhaps they're correct. But my request for citizenship is not about words. It is about deeds. Why, one might wonder, would I want to embrace a heritage and identity that is so ruthlessly hunted down again and again? Yet it is precisely during such moments that we must choose to stand. I anticipate no privileges or exemption from the state of Israel. I instead yearn to align myself with those willing to rise, to fight, and sacrifice for the fundamental right to live. Is this not what both Israel and America embody? In closing, my desire for dual citizenship does not stem from any expectation of gain, but from a deep-rooted belief in standing with what is right and true. Ten years ago, I took my children to Israel for the first time, but we first visited Auschwitz in Poland. I told them, you cannot understand Israel without the Bible or Auschwitz. May Israel remain an eternal flame of hope, a beacon of resilience, and a testament to the enduring human spirit. I don't know why. Kevin, is there a place that I can throw up? <laughs> Man, that is the most disgusting drivel that I've ever heard. It's horrifying. From a supposed Christian conservative. Wow. This is a guy who doesn't know anything about... Say the you know the the fact that so many Jews they're trying to undermine our country with the immigration and everything else. They don't like us. They, they, you know, there's this long, long history here, and uh, he's oblivious to it. And uh, it t as usual, talking about principles, principles. They have no sense of their own interests. How does this help white people, white America? How does it help his family in the long run? Doesn't. Well, another, another thing I'd like to address, too, is that uh, for Southerners, Christian Southerners, a lot of whom are evangelicals, you have been sold a bill of goods in that you have been told that these modern-day Jews of the secular state of Israel are God's chosen people. That is simply not true. And if you study the Bible very closely, you're going to find out that the real Israel of the God uh, of the of God of the Bible is not the modern day Jewish state. It is the Christian church. And to give that distinction of God's chosen people to these people who literally killed our Lord and Savior and have persecuted the Christian church for 2,000 years and have driven it out of the marketplace, public marketplace of ideas is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That, that was a, ma a major problem early in the century, the 20th century, that uh, Henry Ford talked about, that, that Jews had, had led the campaign to get Christianity out of the public square. And uh, it's, it's still going on. And it, it, the, the fact is, the whole uh, Schofield Bible, it, it was a project of, of Felix Untermeyer, promoting it in uh, Oxford University Press. And so this was a Jewish operation. And the whole thing was to, to you know, make Israel into the sort of be-all and end-all of Christian uh, life. Well, this is, and this is what it's come to, Kevin. If somebody tells me they're a Christian, 
the first thing I think of as a Christian, now I'm not saying Christians like Michael Hill are like this or that I am like this, but if you tell me, if the, the average guy on the street says I'm a Christian, I think you're Russell Moore, you're Glenn Beck, you're weak. There's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I come at this from a Christian identity standpoint. Uh, I've been studying the Bible and looking at these issues for several years now, and I've come to the point that Christian identity is what I believe in, and that is that God's chosen people are from the white race. And the Jews have taken this mantle upon themselves and have used it to fool whites and into basically going along with whatever Jews want to do as being God's anointed, uh, appointed will uh, for them to basically, uh, you know, run the world according to their, uh, what, do, what do they call it, tikkun you know, healing the oh, world. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A big issue when Christians have to battle other Christians, because you know some of our biggest enemies share this faith. Absolutely. Yeah, they they do, uh, James. You know, you go into any evangelical church today, and you start being critical of the modern secular state of Israel. Christian. Absolutely, as a Christian, I mean, these people have pushed every perversion. Yeah. that afflicts our nation today. Everything from porn to LGBTQ, whatever the hell, to homosexuality, to open yeah. borders, yeah. transgenderism, everything comes from them. Can you tell me that God's people are doing this? We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get off this topic and on to more things with our featured speakers tonight at the League of the South Conference. TPC Live, November the 4th. Stay Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. The death toll has risen to at least 157 people following an earthquake on Friday night in Nepal. The U.S. Geological Survey says a 5.6 magnitude quake shook the northwestern part of the country just before midnight local time. About 170 people were injured in the quake as well, which caused landslides in the mountainous country. Rescuers are searching the mountain villages, most of which can only be reached on foot for more victims, and officials say the death toll is expected to rise. The White House is not endorsing a general ceasefire in the conflict between Israel and Hamas. Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre emphasizing that message to reporters on Friday. Now is not the time for a permanent ceasefire. We've been very clear. Uh, it, would, it would benefit Hamas, uh, given, the, given them uh, time to regroup and plot a new attack or new attacks. The Biden administration is, however, advocating for temporary humanitarian pauses in the fighting to facilitate the delivery of aid into Gaza and the release of hostages. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said that he will not consider a pause in the fighting in Gaza unless Hamas releases the more than 200 hostages it currently holds captive. I'm John Schaefer. The Supreme Court is reviewing a challenge to the federal prohibition on bump stocks. These devices assist semi-automatic rifles in firing at an accelerated rate, and their legality has caused a division among federal appeals courts. The decision of the highest court to take up the case follows the most recent mass shooting in Maine. Additionally, the justices are poised to re-examine a significant 2022 ruling related to the Second Amendment, which broadened gun rights across the nation. 
Toyota is recalling more than one million of its cars. The recall came on Wednesday, where Toyota is recalling certain RV4s from model years 2013 to 2018. Toyota says there's an issue with the car's replacement batteries, which can spark a fire. The company says it's working on a solution. I'm Dave Collins. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the burger perfection flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Wonderful night of uh, fellowship and camaraderie. James Edwards, Michael Hill, Simon Roche from South Africa, Dr. Kevin McDonald with me now. Kevin, we've been talking about a lot of different issues tonight, uh, and there are still more to get into. The good and the bad. The good, the bad, and the ugly, <laughs> if, if we could. Yemen has declared war against Israel. I mean, there's so much that is suppressed by the American media. Turkey has proposed an Islamic alliance against Israel. Now, that's, that, that's, that's even a bigger deal because that's a, a, a mid-major European or somewhat European state. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, it's Islamic. but the border. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Israel uh, is, is going to like the end game. I think there's a chance that Israel might not like the end game of all of this. If not in the next few months, uh, perhaps within the next few years, I think we could be witnessing a monumental shift. All of this is a big deal. Uh, so our our greatest ally <laughs> has single-handedly, one, ripped NATO apart, two, isolated America from its European allies, three, inflamed all 1.8 billion Muslims across the world, four, alienated America's legitimate allies in the region, five, has empowered Iran, and six, is sucking us into a regional war that could become a world war, and I don't think that that's too much of a exaggeration. Israel is acting like a rabid dog, and no one in America, including the president, has the power to stand up to the Israel lobby. If Joe Biden even dared to try it, he would be shot down by the Republican <laughs> Congress, Kevin. It's so so true. Yeah, I, I think that, that uh, this war is going to have major repercussions, uh, and because Israel and, and the Jewish community in America are, of course, completely standing behind Israel, you know, that, they, that they've always been the moral paragons. They're always telling us what is good, you know, the whole civil rights thing, the whole, uh, and more recently, the Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ, the ADL is all in on that, critical race theory. All those things that uh, come out of the left and, and the Jews... Uh, the Jewish community in America basically funds and, you know, dominates the left uh, in the media uh, and all that. So here we are, 
and I think a lot of a lot of Americans who have a brain in their head are going to start thinking that Jews aren't you know as nice of people as they are presented, and you know someone like Glenn Beck uh, is uh, just completely uh, just, he's got a blind spot here. He just does not see the reality of these people. And, uh, of course, we, you know, with, if we know some history, we know about the role of Jews in Bolshevism and mass murder and all that. Uh, we know that Jews are not uh, nice people, that the left has a strong authoritarian bent. And, um, you know, we can imagine gulags in our future, um, you know, uh, once they get as much power as they had then. And that's what they would love to do. Let's go. Uh, no show is complete here at TPC without quoting Brad Griffin. Brad Griffin is the Abernathy to my king. When I plagiarize somebody, unlike Dr. King, I give them full <laughs> attribution. And uh, so we quote Brad every week. He's got a great take on things at Occidental Descent. As you have at the Occidental Observer.net, of course, Occidental Observer.net, the Occidental Observer.net, uh, a daily read of mine for sure. Uh, but this is why Brad Griffin writes that he is not black-pilled. He is not black-pilled for the following reasons. American support for our greatest ally, and that's in all capital letters, is shallow even at the peak. It is shallow, Kevin. I mean, let's, let's, let's take the Republican Congress, uh, 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 the Republican House, out of the mix. Nationwide, it is shallow even at its peak. Uh, uh, Brad continues, as we saw with the... Uh, the situation in Ukraine is only going to get worse from here as the shock wears off. Young people who could be drafted to fight and die in a war with Iran for Israel are not buying into the narrative. I think in large parts across the world, we're shielded from this by the controlled environment of the American media. Large swaths of the world, of the global media, Israel's losing the narrative. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially in the Islamic world. But I think... You know, certainly Russia and China are, are, are going to take advantage of this uh, and, you know, start really painting America as the evil empire uh, and ma massively hypocritical. They're wall-to-wall -wall support for Israel, an apartheid, ethnic cleansing state. Uh, it, it just can't cover it up. And, and, you know, if we had the media... You know that was informed in our, you know, an objective media, a who, what, yeah, where, when, yeah, and why yeah. press. That's all we're asking for. Right. We don't want we don't want people in the tank for our yeah, position. Exactly. Who, what, where, when, and why. That's all. Just the facts. Just, just talk about these things. But uh, that that's a that's a bridge too far. I mean, the conservatives. Oh, the conservative media is just absolutely just horrifying. They're. On this issue, they are worse than the left. Man, they are way worse than the left. And on this issue, yeah. Maybe not and on I, any other issue, but on this one. Sometimes wonder, apart from the religious thing, uh, th that maybe they're trying to to sort of get cover by 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 you know cozying up to the Jews because they have have the moral high ground, and conservatives are routinely dismissed as Nazis and everything else. It's, <laughs> it's a way of gaining. You've never some, been called that. Some have you? Oh, never. <laughs> <clears throat> it's a way of gaining some credibility and some some moral stature. Which is so important in our society. We want the, the people who occupy the moral high ground. Really, the people that dominate. I think that's what you said today. It's the currency yeah, of the realm. It was a major point I'm making. That that in our society, it's moral high ground is absolutely critical.
because uh, people want to want to conform to the media. They want they they want to be good people. Uh, they they want have a good reputation and what's the worst reputation you can have now well you oppose immigration you don't like black lives matter and all that stuff you are shamed you're ostracized from polite uh, society and uh, we just have to face up that's the way it is and then but we gotta seize the moral high ground this is a problem for israel and it's a problem for the american jewish community i see it in my, in my own ex-university they can't see it yeah they no. they do not have the self-awareness to see when they are pushing too hard too fast yeah, pushing their too own, hard, too it's, fast. It's, it's the moby dick analogy yeah yeah often said that jews tend to overstep and this is a good example but i think i think they they want to speed it up because they are concerned that that white people are waking up they want to have it now and that's why they shipped eight million people over the border and, and so that's why they keep pushing this agenda and eight million wipes out the voting population of nine states yeah. at least because wyoming is 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 the the entire population of wyoming which commands two senate seats is smaller than metropolitan memphis which is a mid mid-major city it's, it's, it, that's the way it is they, they they want power and and uh, they are absolutely going for it as fast as they can and with absolutely no scruples they will not lose the next election. <laughs> Hooker by crook, assassination, whatever. It's well, I mean, between Trump and prison, drop boxes where you can just uh, harvest your ballots and put them in that little box for <laughs> people to find. Do. You don't have to yeah. show. If you go to a polling place, you have to show an ID. Know, you have to yeah. match the face to the name. Uh, drop box, uh, balloting, all of that stuff. Yeah. You got all of that. They'll probably rehash COVID again next year. Who oh, knows? Who COVID, knows? COVID was the best thing that ever happened to the Democrats. <laughs> and it was very timely, me. wasn't oh, it? Very timely. And uh, yeah, as you say, like Secretary of State of Michigan, this Jewish woman Nussbaum, she just says, well, the signature looks vaguely sort of like. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, when I go to vote, and, 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 and I'm a white man, so I vote, yeah. I, I have voted in every election since i turned 18 yeah. but i always go to the polling place on election day i don't mail it in i don't even early vote i go in and yeah. you know what happens when i go in they ask me to present my id they look at me they look at my id they look at my signature and then they say i can go vote I mean, what is this <laughs> dropbox stuff this is what happens in, in idaho that you, you you have to show up at the polling place show them your id and then you get well that's because vote. idaho is a white state that's right it's a white state and uh they're very concerned about that. Getting an absentee ballot is difficult. I mean, They're not I mean, that concerned about it in New York or no, Philadelphia no, no. or Atlanta, and these are the no. swing states. You, but that's racist to be concerned <laughs> concerned about the basics of having a fair election. It, it, that's that's the reality we face now. Brother Love can go through his uh, congregation at the, the – uh, missionary baptist uh church there and uh say everybody sign here and yeah. i'll vote for you <laughs> and it will well, drop it off in the in the box here black people you say you're a white person you always do all this well a lot of those black people don't really want to vote they, they don't you have to go out to them and get there well it's too much to, it's certainly too much to ask that they show up at a certain place at a certain time you got to give them a month <laughs> of early voting or if that's not ID. enough they can yeah. Uh, mail it in or yeah. just drop it off. Yeah. And of course, you know, if you say that, that they should have an ID, that's racist. It's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I mean, tell me one, you know, when they talk about this, that it's racist because more black people don't have identification or something. Has any black person ever been refused identification? 
in this country? I mean, but not in a long time. Not in a long and when they time. were, it was uh, under the law. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Under the law at the time, anyway. Which yeah. I mean, aren't we so glad that those laws got underturned because uh, overturned? Because isn't uh, yeah, all is so of these majority black uh, cities so much better now? Yeah. Well, anyway, well, uh, you know, it's a interesting third hour. We thought it would be a round table, but uh, Simon's still smoking and Michael Hill's watching the Alabama game. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll be right back. Hey there, TPC family. This is James Edwards, your host of The Political Cesspool. Folks, I want you to subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper. Against all odds, AFP has and continues to publish a populist, independent print newspaper with an unparalleled track record. Founded by a dedicated group of experienced patriots, AFP pulls no punches and tackles the most controversial and pressing issues facing America from an America First perspective. I've worked with the American Free Press since even before the beginning of TPC. Now that's something. You can subscribe to the print edition by visiting AmericanFreePress.net today or simply pick up a handy digital edition subscription. However you do it, subscribe to the American Free Press, America's last real newspaper, by visiting AmericanFreePress.net or by calling 1-888-699-NEWS, AmericanFreePress.net. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. I was joking just a little bit about Michael Hill uh, watching the Alabama game tonight, although they are actually playing right now. Uh, I don't know about uh, the truth. I cannot confirm or deny whether or not Simon is smoking right now, but (laughs) we do have uh, Kevin McDonald still. And uh, no, it's seriously, folks, there's still a lot of people around uh, that were at the event today, everybody being pulled in different directions. But uh, I, I am thankful to have Kevin as we, conclude this discussion tonight on the Middle East, which has been a fantastic show uh, from start to finish with our friends, uh, Michael, Simon, and and Kevin. Uh, Kevin, I'm going to read to you. Let's see here what I have here. One, two, three, four, five, five bullet points, a, a quick response to each if you could, and uh, we'll uh, wrap it up there. But uh, another takeaway from what's uh, currently going on in the world is that in spite of the best efforts of Israel to cover up the carnage in Gaza, it is still being broadcast around the world, especially on social media. 
And uh, there is a chance that this could fatally undermine Holocaustianity in the long run. It has only been a few weeks, and the clips coming out of Gaza are far worse than anything we've seen in Ukraine. Decades of milking Jewish victimhood could be coming to an end. You see these things, and we talked about it earlier. You see these things. Listen, hey, I admit the Arabs have never been a friend of Western civilization, nor has the Jew. But if you look at these things, these these tiny, tiny babies just being bombed indiscriminately and dying horrific deaths, uh, the whole thing, Jews can do no wrong. They are always the victims. Uh, the world is seeing this a lot differently than the American media is portraying it. That's right. I mean, I, I, uh, I've tended to watch, uh, I, I cut the cable so I don't watch Fox anymore, but I've been watching Newsmax, and it's horrible. So I've been watching Al, Al, Al Jazeera. I, yeah, I think Al Jazeera and, has been the most uh, level, even-handed media in the last month. Yeah, they've had a huge amount of coverage of Gaza, and they've had some of the reporters killed in Gaza. Uh, it, it's a brutal situation. They've shown the, the situation on the West Bank. When the last I looked, there's a, over 150 uh, Palestinians on the West Bank have been killed since this thing started. And there have been a lot of protests and so on, but they are absolutely draconian in how they treat the Palestinians in the West Bank. And, of course, the Gaza is just rubble. And uh, the hospitals, bombing hospitals, bombing refugee camps three times. Three times is refugee camp uh, bombing it. And... Uh, and hospitals, you know, there was this yeah. big debate of was it Israel that bombed it or was it a Hamas bomb that went awry? Yeah, and then yeah. another hospital has been bombed yeah, since then. Another one, yeah. So yeah, and then they show that in Al Jazeera all the time. Then they they show scenes from inside the hospitals where all these emergencies, bloody people. I'm, I, I get OccidentalDescent.com. Every blog post that Brad does, you have to really motivate yourself to watch it because yeah. it's just these, these infants just dying horrific deaths yeah. and it's but but these are you know the people that can do no wrong doing this yes yes and that's the thing that i keep emphasizing that they have a seized the moral high ground uh, people uh are horrified at the very thought of anti-semitism being called an anti-semite is the absolute worst thing in the world that yeah you can ever be called right and uh, maybe thankfully, you've never been called that. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> but uh, th that's the thing. It, it could be that this this is going to be a a huge turning point in history. It could in, be in it, that it, sense. Well, that's the thing. It could be. This yeah. is the thing that makes this interesting. I think is that it could be it could for be. the last ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, maybe fifty years, even. The course was set. There, there, there yeah. were people out there doing the Lord's work, but there wasn't much chance of anything yeah. changing. There's a chance now. Here's another thing. In the event that our political leadership plunges into a war with Iran for the sake of Israel, unlike the Iraq war, this war is going to play out on social media. I think that's key. Unlike the Iraq war, the country is deeply divided going into it. Unlike the Iraq war, there is no uh, ambiguity that America is getting involved in this war solely for the sake of Israel. Unlike the Iraq war, the genocide in Gaza is going to undermine the war effort. That's right. And Iran is a much bigger, more populated, much better weapons and everything else than Iraq had. Uh, they, they, uh, you, it's unimaginable that you put boots on the ground there. You know, bombing them is one thing, but 
Yeah, boots on the ground. Yeah, drone stuff, it's, you know, yeah, push button war, uh, but boots on the ground. And, and, and let me tell you something. I did a TV show in Nashville 10 years ago, and there was a, I don't know if it was a platoon or a phalanx of, of so-called American soldiers, but it was almost entirely black women. Yeah. You don't win a, you're not going to win a, group, a, 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 a war on the ground like that. Uh, but uh, this is where we're at now. Now, here's another thing. We've been talking about this tonight. Boomer Khan, Christian Zionism has clearly failed to reproduce itself. The Pat Robertsons, Jerry Falwell, there's not a lot of young people who think like that, right. thankfully. And if uh, these people plunge us into a war with Iran for the sake of Israel, it's going to accelerate the decline of this faction. I think that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And, and as you said, you know, that it wouldn't be any question that this was for Israel. Whereas with Iraq, they always lied about it, covered it up. Uh, I mean, you, you had to do biographical sketches of these neocons, their family history and, and all that to, to really nail it down. And that, whereas this was going to be obvious, it's, it's all about Israel. Well, you know probably better than anyone living today, and certainly of anyone of your stature, that the hardest nut for us to crack has always been the taboo of discussion of Jewish influence and power and the Israel lobby. Now, as we've seen, conservative uh, incorporated Glenn Beck, you know, we played that clip earlier, has lost ground or outright conceded every other issue. Um but uh, it banned the ADL was recently trending on Twitter, yeah. thanks to, uh, of course, Keith Woods, who we talked to just a few weeks ago on this program. A war with Iran for the sake of Israel, while Israel commits all sorts of atrocities, could be the acid that finally dissolves the taboo on these issues. Do you believe that? I would Is it possible? It's possible. I, I really do. I think that, that uh, I mean... You're not going to get you're not going to get Jews to admit that. I mean, they're they're going to uh, keep saying, "Well, Israel has a right to defend itself," and that's the end of the story. And and there's no context to this. And and I've noticed, you know, these academic Jews in, in my uh, university, they never talk about the context. They never talk about the history, the, the apartheid, the open air prison, all that stuff. It's completely off the table. The only thing is that Jews have suffered, and therefore uh, we have to do something. But uh, that that could be over. It, it, it's just too much publicity now. It's on social. That's media. it. Yeah, it's a different yeah. world. Yeah, I you mean, can't cover this whole thing up. You know, you you, you go back uh, forty or fifty years in this movement, and it was you know three television networks, and yeah. the best you could do is uh, throw out a few flyers and hope somebody right. turns up for your meeting. Uh, it, it's a different ball game now, and, and that leads us to this. Finally. This mantra that has been endlessly repeated by our politicians that Israel is our greatest ally, when in fact, and this is the fact, Kevin, that it has always been a massive albatross, albatross. And, and a strategic liability to the United States, a war with Iran and possibly a wider Middle East or regional war or perhaps even a world war for the sake of Israel is going to expose this lie. It has not Boy. been. I asked this earlier. Our greatest ally, our greatest ally, our greatest ally, our greatest ally. This is what you hear repeated amongst you know, through conservative media. What do they do for us? Exactly. What do they do for what, us? What do they do for what, us? What, how do they benefit? How are they our ally? I know what we do for them. What do they do for us? I mean, I'm asking you honestly. What do they? What would they say that they do for us? Is they, there anything that they don't even say? It's just dogma. Yeah, it's like they. 
establish American power, I guess, in, uh, you know, that, what's his name, Noam Chomsky. Well, we would have had that anyway. I know. It, it, it's just like, but Noam Chomsky has the idea that, that, that we are using Israel. It's obviously the reverse. But, uh, you know, it's, it's so obvious that child can see it at this point. <laughs> well, we hope because, you know, we, we have a lot of uh, adults that have never matured beyond oh, childhood they, in terms of their haven't. mentality. But this is our friend Brad Griffin again writing, I'm done being lectured about racism and the Holocaust by these people. I have never, he's talking about the atrocities in Gaza in the yeah. last month. Yeah. I've never done anything like this to anyone in my life. I've never treated anyone this horribly. And I am taking the Holocaust card and playing it against them and for co-signing uh, co uh, the genocide in Gaza. Yeah. Everything that they said happened to them, uh, they're doing. They're doing. And, you know, it's just one thing after another with uh, double standards of hypocrisy and immigration. Or the, the, you know, in our country, the whole ethnic hatred thing is just completely proscribed. You cannot do that, go there. And yet they have obvious ethnic cleansing, obvious <laughs> apartheid, and uh, it's, it's apologized for. And it's, it's semantic to even even have an adult conversation about it. You can't. We, we, I, I'm willing to concede. I, I can't understand it, but I, I I would be in the willing of in the spirit of debate to say that there's a possibility that you and I are wrong. I don't believe it, but let's just say that, that we could be. Let's just have a debate about that. They will not even tolerate the debate. They are intolerant of the diversity of opinion, and you're not going to see the photos and clips of these dead and mutilated Palestinian children in Gaza. Thousands of dead people are being buried and rotting underneath the rubble. As we speak tonight, Kevin, it's not being shown on the television in the United States, but the entire Muslim world is watching this. And that begs the question, how does it end? 1.6 billion people are watching this. Yeah, and, and I think people in Russia and China and other places are watching it, too. They're, it, it, as I say, Al Jazeera's got the goods on it. I mean, they really have an awful lot of uh, good footage. Not everybody's watching Glenn Beck. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is, there's few and far between uh, on the American media, but... Uh, uh, I'm hopeful. You're yeah, out there, really. and we're out here, and so together, I mean, we <laughs> we offer a blip on the radar, but sometimes we're, from yeah, we're tiny things, uh, great uh, things can happen. We're always trying to be optimistic, and I am optimistic. I think we have to t see the way that we could move forward on this. We don't thing. see our people the way they are now, but yeah. they could be again in the future yeah. for yeah. our in indefatigable guest tonight, our wonderful Heroes, Kevin McDonald, Simon Roche, Kevin, Mc, uh, Kevin McDonald. I, just mentioned, uh, I mentioned him twice because he's so nice. Dr. <laughs> Michael Hill, <laughs> Simon Roche. I'm James Edwards. We'll be back with you at our local studio, perhaps without the helium next week, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> but good night, everybody, and God bless you. Wonderful night with fantastic okay. people here. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we enjoyed you, as always. Thank you, Kevin. I'm shaking his hand. Yeah, good night, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk to you next week.